Before we begin today's episode, we would like to thank our sponsors. Without them, this podcast would not be possible at all. Swanshaw. They are the finest purveyors of kitchen units and shop fronts alike in the UK. So, if you need a brand new kitchen or a new shop front, consider visiting Swanshaw. You can find them on Instagram under the handle of at Swanshaw. Spill Digital. Are you currently in marketing mayhem? Need to give your marketing matrix a makeover? Is it all a bit of a mess? Look no further than the fabulous Chloe, founder and entrepreneur of Spill Digital. She'll make your mundane marketing magic again. You can find her on Instagram under at Spill Digital, or you can check out her website, spilldigital.co.uk. Now to today's episode. Hello and welcome back to The Therapy Files. I am, of course, as ever, joined with my dear colleague and friend, Callum Jones. Hello, Craig. You okay? Yes. Slightly out of breath, but beyond that, I'm okay. Fantastic. You feeling festive? (sighs) No. You're not feeling festive? No, no. I feel about as festive as a chocolate teapot. Okay. I mean... That would be quite festive, though. Chocolate's a big thing. I mean, yes, it would. Sorry, I'm just being pedantic. I know. I don't know. I feel about as festive as an Easter bunny. <laughs> you should watch It's a Wonderful Life. That's what, that always is a... I, I watched that last year. Would you watch it again? Uh, I would probably watch it again, yes. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Christmas is just one of them times, isn't it? Sure. It's a very difficult time for everybody, isn't it? It is. It is. And I'm also deaf at the moment. Yes, you've not been well, have you? No. I have got some kind of viral infection. <laughs> the viral infection has gone, because that was a cold and flu kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't COVID. I checked three times and yeah, but I'm now deaf. So um, well, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry to hear that, and I hope it clears up soon for you because it sounds like that is quite um, not distracting. Distracting is the right word, but it sounds like certainly inconvenient. Yes, definitely inconvenient, especially when you're in the middle of the counselling training course. I cannot imagine anything worse. (laughs) So stalking, Uh, we're finally here. Episode twenty-eight. How festive! I know. Stalking at Christmas. Is, Is it 28? Episode 28, yeah. Gosh, Episode wow. Episode 28, wow. Wow. Do you know what? I am really pleased we got here. I am too. We're almost at 30. Mm. We're not going to stop at 30. Of though. course not, no. But we always said, didn't we, at the at the 3.0 would be a landmark moment because I think that shows you've kind of stood the test of time a little bit, haven't yeah. you? You've kept going and you've, you've left behind quite a big body of work, if you get mm. me, which I think is nice. Yeah. yeah. Although I saw a statistic on the internet the other week that said only 95% of podcasters don't make it to 50. Really? Yeah. Well, we'll have to make sure that statistic doesn't happen. We're going to beat it. Absolutely. We have, we have to now. That just makes it a competition, doesn't it? Yeah. How dare I, they put that I don't, I, I don't know who the statistic was from. It was on Twitter. No, but, well, you know. we'll do an episode on 50 about how we made it to 50. Yeah, we will. So, Craig, stalking, have you any experience of it? I know this is kind of more my feel from the criminology background. Anything in literature, anything in, in women's studies? I know, obviously, because obviously predominantly women are stalked more. Did it ever come up? What, what, what was the... It is predominantly classed as part of domestic abuse mm-hmm. from what I remember mm-hmm. and it happens to women yes but it also happens to men yes 
And it happens to anybody. Anybody, basically. regardless of your gender yes. or how you identify. But also in terms of literature, there is a lot of contemporary literature out mm. there, more than I could ever have imagined, mm. to be quite honest. Yes. Um, that focuses on, on stalking. Yes. And even physical representations of it as Definitely. well. Definitely. A very hotly debated subject. And I think it's something that's been in the in the minds of academics and also the law for many years because it's such a, I remember studying criminology, such a sticky kind of way of being because technically a person has a right to live and walk around and think if they're in, in the vicinity of somebody but it's also about proving that person's causing that other person genuine harassment and I think that's where it gets so difficult because obviously the victim always needs to take precedence mm-hmm. but the problem has always been and this is the problem in legality terms is proving it but also not removing the other person's right as a sovereign individual yeah you know which I imagine for prosecution and imagine for academics has proven to be quite difficult you know yes so what is stalking and I will go first if that's okay. go for it so, Educators. Anyway, so stalking is traditionally seen as an act of harassment that lasts over a period of time. Stalking can start from failed relationships to friendships and working relationships when on, one individual's feelings are not reciprocated by another. Okay. That doesn't just mean sexual or emotional, by the way. That can also just mean connectivity as well, friendships, yeah. um, familiarity, things like that. Yeah. Um, Fry's 2008 suggests that stalking evolves unwelcoming and reoccurring behaviour that prompts dread to the victim. Stalking can occur if an individual has has never met the victim and becomes obsessed about them. And also it can occur if the person knows the person as well. Stalking, which is also defined as obsessional harassment, involves consistently harassing, attempting to contact, follow another individual. And this again brings upon distress. McCann 2001 further suggests that those who stalk are not strictly mentally ill. Many are mentally stable and target regular community members. Stalking is a vast social issue. It can involve threatening and unsettling behaviour, constant phone calls and inappropriate messages, following and breaking into another person's property repeatedly. Mm. It's also worth suggesting as well, because that's quite an old reference and that's from my criminology days, and I probably needed to put some new ones in, but I didn't, so I apologise dear listener. What was uh, the reference? It was from 2001. McCann's actually okay. really, just the record, McCann's a brilliant writer on stalking, but yeah. I just want to point out, social media is now in effect. So, stalking, as we know, can also occur over social media as well, and I, I think now is how it most commonly occurs, actually. I think it's probably more common over social media now than it is in person, because yeah. the great thing about social media, which also is hindrance, is you can do it in complete anonymity, and you can keep making accounts to harass the person. Mm. So how does stalking take place? Stalking manifests in different ways. It can be physical, resulting in breaking and entering, repeated physical assaults on the female victim, or male victim, but this is talking particularly about females, causing bodily harm and sexual violence. Spitz Berg and Kopach, 2007, suggest stalking can involve a great quantity of actions from supposedly innocent acts such as giving flowers to openly frightening acts such as chasing or intimidating, often intensifying through time and becoming related to physical and or sexual violence. Stalking can be, a psych- can be psychological where a female victim could be constantly verbally abused by the stalker and subjected to unpleasant emotional attacks such as death threats, threats of continuous violence towards the victim and those close to them. So that's another important thing to remember is stalkers often target family and and friends of victims as well. Again, I just want to emphasise, dear listener, this does pertain predominantly to females in this instance, but again, I just want to emphasise it can happen to anyone. What about, not to make too much light of this, but what about Pac-Man? How do you mean? Pac-Man, the game. All I can think of is the ghosts. 
Oh, following them, kind yeah. of. Like, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 Pac-Man. yeah. And I'm just like literally following. And then you've got people in films like Scream and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's interesting, I suppose, what's interesting about Scream as well, Scream's actually a horror comedy. I don't know if you know that. I, I've seen bits yeah, of it. Yeah, and it kind of, it's almost like in a way, it's become almost iconic for people to mimic the, the voice of Ghostface yeah. on the phone. And actually, Ghostface is expressing extreme stalking behaviours. Yeah. You know, which is, I think that's the other thing as well. Stalking has, and I know you're not making light of it in that way, but I think that's part of the problem. Stalking's always been seen as a bit of a joke, hasn't it? It has. Which is quite yeah. concerning. But equally, I suppose as well, usually when a, bit, a crime is predominantly experienced by females, mm-hmm. jokes are made about them. Sure. Rape is an example of that. Rape has been horrifically made fun of, hasn't it, mm. over the years? And it's despicable. To both genders. To both, yeah, to both genders, but predominantly women, mm. because women yeah. are the ones who experience it the most. Yeah, absolutely. Know, which is and so And I also think about the, the prisoner. Have you ever seen the prisoner? Yes, I have. Yes, uh, I have. That, with Hugh Jack. That giant white ball that follows yes. them round. Yes. And it just it gives me the ick. It's is that, is that, have I got that wrong there, Craig? Am I thinking of Hugh Jackman? Am I, I'm thinking of Prisoners, Hugh Jackman. Uh, I, I think I'm wrong there. I think you're wrong there. Yeah, I think I'm so not too. sure what... No, I have not seen The Prisoner. Oh, right. Well, it's, it's set in Wales. Okay. Like a little village in Wales. And it was basically... It used to be a prison mm-hmm. village for prisoners. And they, when they tried to escape, the, the giant white ball used to follow them around. Oh, wow. And if they tried, if they escaped, it went to catch them. Wow. And brought them back. How interesting. Uh, so the, the idea of what, what I'm talking talking about here is the idea of stalking mentality is like mm. the idea of following mm. the idea of capture mm. extremely primal isn't it it's yeah. almost like you know it takes you back to the hunting ages and of how wild animals stalk their prey and it's, it's quite terrifying isn't it yeah so Purcell suggests that many stalking ma- uh, stalking manners that contrast from the following prying waiting outside the victim's place of living or work making unwelcome phone calls frightening the victim and others destroying belongings and physical violence aha here we go so through technological updates there is a new form of stalking called cyber stalking cyber stalking involves harassment through electronic means of communication mm. this can be done through the internet specifically social networking sites and over the phone constant distressing phone calls and text messages cyber stalking means the perpetrator has 24 hours to the victim and can invade them whilst in the privacy of their own home. Ashcroft defines cyberstalking as using the internet, email, and other electronic communications to distalk another person. The offender will know the victim. Um, the offender will know the victim's routines through what they post on social networking websites. Despite not being in person, cyberstalking can be just as harmful to victims as direct stalking. The National Centre of Victims of Crime, 2007, identifies cyberstalking as causing victims to feel helpless, have nightmares, suffer with anxiety, and fear for their well-being. So, I think what it shows really that it's the magnitude of what this crime does and that it needs to be taken more seriously and there needs to be more awareness brought to it because it is ruining people's lives and I think what's interesting is we always associate the stalker as being mentally ill now whilst that Mm. is certainly could be the case it feels like a lot of the time it isn't you know I think this is definitely your stick Mr Johnson stalking is it a gendered crime I would definitely say, without even looking at the thing, mm-hmm. I would definitely say, no, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. It, it, well, it is gendered, mm-hmm. but it happens to all genders. Sure, sure. It's, it's quite similar to rape, isn't it, Craig? It's where yeah. female victims will make up the majority of it because obviously the, the horrific misogynism that exists in society. But equal measures, it can, as you said there, it can happen to anybody, can't it? It can. So we arguably live in a patriarchal society. Everybody knows that. And rendering the relationship between men and women as an unequal one. This suggests that women are more likely to be stalking victims. According to Abrahams and Robinson, 2002, they suggest that 80% of stalking victims are women and 90% of perpetrators are men. Strickland, 2013, argues that stalking is the problem 
that affect numerous lives. One in 25 women aged 16 to 59 are often subjected to stalking each year. And after turning 16, these stalking affects about one in five women. And stalking behaviour usually establishes itself in one of these three conditions. Firstly, erotomania. I'm sure I said that You right. did. You were spot on. Okay. The idea that they are being falsely loved by another person, usually of a higher social standing, according to the American Psychiatric Association, 1994, as cited in McCann, 2001. Secondly, love obsessional and that came from McCann 2001 he argues or they argue that it's the incorrect belief that the person will grow to love the stalker and lastly the simple obsessional and this focuses on relational and partner stalking can 2001 states that it involves the stalker trying to obsessively salvage a lost relationship or create one that never was with the victim or hurt them as in an act of revenge. They see the victim as a a form of dedication or romance, as a form of dedication with romantic intent. So there's no effort to establish a personal relationship, but rather uh, the stalker views themselves as an ill-treated individual who's... How interesting. Yeah. How interesting that they see themselves that way, isn't it? When they're causing so much distress, but they actually, interestingly enough, see themselves as the victim. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's been wrong and I'm trying to do right by this and salvage Mm -hmm. you back. But by doing that, by doing the most horrific, harmful things to somebody. Yeah. You know, very interesting, the different kind of types of stalking that there are as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It very much feels like they are being stuck in that drama triangle. Mm, Definitely. Was it Cartman? Yes, it was Cartman. yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember the reference, but definitely that drama triangle. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because really cause it gives a good idea to stalkers' psyche as well, in that they are so kind of delusional that they actually, and that doesn't pertain to mental illness, by the way, that can just be in general, that they actually somehow believe that they're the ones who've been wronged. Yeah. You know? I, I agree. That's really poignant and interesting. And people who have higher powers are also subjected to revenge stalking, such as celebrities, judges, psychiatrists, Mm. not surprised, businessmen and women, all who have influence over their fate and the lives of others. Mm. Very good, my work from 2014, wasn't it? Yeah. It's going to be completely arrogant, but yeah, for for a young academic, though, I think that's a pretty good point. I'll allow you that moment of ego inflation. Sorry, dear listener, I hope hope that doesn't give me too many hates online, but I'm going to give myself a rare compliment there. Good, good on you. This is how people learn to start valuing themselves. Yes. It's also they learn how to start writing academic essays as well. Yes, absolutely. Very proud of you, Callum. Thanks, Will. For many female victims, it is the continuous nature of stalking that causes them greatest harm. Finch 2001 suggests that stalking can cause psychological turmoil because of its utter perseverance through what Finch is saying is clear stalking. The victims remain in constant limbo, wondering when the next incident is going to occur. And this causes great discomfort, shadowing the tenacious nature of stalking and how the behaviour is consistent. However, Finch 2001 also identifies that stalking can be an irregular behaviour with the stalker often being in contact for only short periods, giving victims the idea that the stalking has stopped, only to cause greater trauma when they discover it reoccurring. 
that feels really powerful. It does, and it's also extremely manipulative, isn't it? And it's kind of like, I get my word that comes to mind is false sense of security. You know, that kind of, oh, it's yeah. done now, and then all of a sudden, horrifyingly, they're back. Absolutely. Just got this overwhelming sense of the fact that this essay is coming from a really personal place. I don't know. Mm. Did it come from a, I, a little bit? Yeah, I've obviously been bullied when I was younger, and you know, I did, I did experience some minor, I won't say stalking, that's probably the wrong word, but I, I, I was able to empathise a little bit with the process. And we just, I can't remember what the, the woman's name was, but we just done a thing in criminology about the woman, a woman who was murdered by her stalker in, okay. a, in a hair salon in London. It's actually further down. Okay. And I think there was some kind of personal resonation there a little bit. Right. Um, okay. I had just come out of quite an abusive relationship at the time. So maybe maybe at the time it was the perfect kind of expression that I needed. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. It's kind no, of no, you too. I certainly would never say I was a victim of stalking, but it was, it was certainly bordering on the harassment side. Okay. You know what I mean? That must have been really difficult. It was, and I did, unfortunately, had to get the police. But luckily for myself, which doesn't happen for many people, is mine backed off. Right. Mm. A nobles et al. 2009 further argues that it is significant to identify that stalking sufferers have completely different understandings. For example, stalking frequently involves an assortment of behaviours that differ considerably in occurrence and length. Consequently, it is key to observe the urgency of stalking to understand the etiology of stalking. I just love the word etiology. It's fantastic. It's a great word. I think I think the I think I think there is something about as well. Um, I think this is what's really interesting is we actually do need to understand stalking behaviour to stop it because I think sure. it's, I think it's been far too a far too neglected area where not enough has been done to understand why this takes place because naturally, obviously, of course, the victim always takes precedence. But I feel like with stalkers, we've not quite understood why they're behaving this way. It seems like McCann and other people have certainly delved into it really well, but it doesn't feel like it's ever been something that's been massively explored. And I feel like yeah. to stop this kind of behaviour, we need to start understanding why it's occurring. Is it something that happened in childhood? Is it an insecure attachment? I assume it's an insecure attachment. Is it something that, you know, trauma bonding? Is it something that is kicking off this kind of behaviour? And once we figure that out, I'm not saying it is possible, can we prevent it from happening or nip it in the bud? I don't know. Do you feel we can prevent it? I don't know. It? And that's my, that's my question. It feels like there definitely needs to be more research into it, though, I'm, particularly with how common it is. I'm sensing a new research area knows, emerging who, who knows? Second PhD. Um, but the effects of stalking, and obviously we have discussed this, but I'm going to reiterate because I think this is very, very important, particularly for the victims of what they go through. Yeah. Stalking can have long-term psychological ramifications on its female victims. Again, that's not just females, though, but we're, we're going this from a gender perspective. Through its aggressive and persistent nature, it can become an overwhelming aspect of a victim's life. Path and Mull in 1997 argue that stalking can have serious consequences on victims, such as sleep deprivation, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, and suicidal ideation. PTSD is caused after experiencing a traumatic event. PTSD causes the sufferer to relive the event through unpleasant psychological symptoms. Nice 2005 argues that PTSD symptoms involve avoiding social interaction, reliving events, hallucinations, flashbacks, nightmares, depression, anger, and emotional freezing. Nobles et al. argues that psychological effects of stalking are consistent with PTSD and that this highlights the severity of stalking on its victims. Freeze 2008 also argues victims of stalking commonly feel angry, alone, overwhelmed and frustration as well as feeling a loss of identity that they were being controlled physically and psychologically. So that's really interesting is it makes you, according to Freeze, it makes you feel like not the same person. It takes something away from the victim which feels really sad and it feels like, like I guess most traumatic events which stalking like that definitely assume falls under mm. um, there is a change in identity you're, yeah. you're not the same as before no, that's a really interesting point mm. 
Because if if one is being stalked, they will not feel safe and they'll feel insecure in who they are and what they do. And therefore, in changing their behaviour, they are also changing their identity and routine. Absolutely. And it can make people recluses in that way. It can, and I think that's the the key thing, is it it transforms people. I mean, I imagine there's that constant, even if, say, in the very rare occasion where the the perpetrator is caught and arrested and convicted, Mm. because unfortunately the conviction rates for stalking are very low, yeah, uh, you're still imagining are they going to get out again are they going to write to me from prison are they going to try and phone call me from prison mm. you know will they get out one day you know, I imagine there's always something about looking over one shoulder which I imagine must be terrifying because mm. as we know a lot of stalkers don't listen to the rules they don't you know, especially you know you hear it quite a lot don't you restraining orders put in place they're ignored just pieces of paper yeah you know I mean there I think there is protection orders for stalking yes there is yes. 2019 yes was it? that's correct yes. and I read an article to say that the police aren't necessarily putting that into place very much that doesn't surprise me at all it doesn't surprise me at all because as we've yeah. spoken before again stalking isn't per se a gender crime in terms of anyone can convince it but they've never been police have never been particularly high on women's rights have they mm. and I imagine it's probably even worse when it comes to men who report it in terms of because it's kind of like well we're a bloke get on with it yeah. and obviously that's absolutely nonsensical and I imagine it's hard for people who are who that might be non-binary or because because they because of the situations regarding them police have always again been L- anti-LGBTQ plus so I imagine mm. it's very hard for them to come forward and report because they think you know am I going to be rejected here do you know what You'd I mean You'd like to think that there was more of a, an understanding now You would yes you would But I don't know whether there really is Well it still seems like the police and I know, I know you know I have to say this respectfully because I know you come from a police family Craig but, Hey don't, don't worry but the, but, I can take a note but, but there is something about the police have always and I'm not generalising at all but it feels like the police have always had some sort of frat boy attitude it feels like it's always been one for the boys now I know we've got yeah. female police officers and I know that's great and police are becoming more diverse but it has always felt like it's a game for the boys mm. middle class white men yeah. yeah I don't know if you agree with that or disagree with the- I, I hear your point mm-hmm. I can see your point mm-hmm. and as an academic I, I actually agree with you okay. I'm not saying I'm right no, but I, it's I, certainly I, it's certainly I think it would be hard pressed hard pressed to come up yeah. with a case of why they haven't been historical I may, it might not yeah. be now but history tells us otherwise yeah. it? No, talking about racism for example mm-hmm. yes, yes as, exactly as a, as a second point which we know is big in the police don't we and it, homophobia it is, you know. it is it's on record yeah. as being said yeah. that the police is a racist institution mm-hmm. it yeah. is and I'm, I'm able to separate my own person personal connection here to social fact sure you know sure. so absolutely and in fairness in fairness to some police officers I've, I've seen some police interviews where they've acknowledged that also haven't they they have yeah you know. so victims often need supporting to help their isolation and feelings of powerlessness free suggests that women victims sorry female victims of stalking constantly of constant stalking, sorry, put my teeth back in, may require gender-specific and concentrated interventions to overcome accompanying feelings of defencelessness and social isolation, which originates from their original stalking experience. Mm. It is important to remember that stalking can affect women of all ages and may be different for somebody who is elderly to, say, an adolescent or an adult. Yeah, and that that is quite frightening. Mm. You know, to even think that somebody would want to stalk an elderly woman. Mm. You, I mean, I'm probably coming up from my own frame of reference here, but I wouldn't envision anybody wanting to do that. But I have to realise that not everybody was brought up in the same way as me. And People don't always have models, do they? Yeah, they don't always have the same heart. No, absolutely not. And I don't think, I think the interesting mm. thing about stalking, Craig, is I don't think there's anything heartful about it. I don't think there's anything kind of, I don't know how much thought goes, the, the interesting thing is I, I can't imagine stalking going in through much thought. I imagine this calculation and I imagine there being manipulation, yeah. but I can't imagine there being much empathy there or even sympathy. It just feels like yeah. this is my need. It's not being met. I'm the victim. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and therefore their perspective is skewed. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's the dangerous thing, isn't it? When you have an ideology that is just 
one track yeah and it's focused on one specific individual or individuals because probably more than one person could be stopped at the same time sure however unlikely that might be that's a deadly combination and, and that's why we see a lot of stalking ends in murder doesn't it ends in killing or, it does. or serious harm it does you know it I, builds doesn't it, it you know it, it escalates is the yeah. right word and speaking of murderers there this is a relevant point okay. i read an article earlier today in preparation for this that actually did say 94 percent of murderers begin as stalkers yeah it's interesting, isn't it? It is. It's almost like, as well, because there's a similar statistics like most rapists or sexual predators start off as peeping toms. So yeah. it's interesting, isn't it? There's, there's always, with criminals, and we studied about serial killers as well, didn't we? we went back to, we there's did. always a starting point, and it seems to build. So with serial killers, they might kill animals, for example, mm. and then build up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Don't look so frightened, Fluffy. No, we love you so much, Fluffy. <laughs> You're safe with us. We adore you. We have the um, next door neighbour's cat in at the moment. Yes, she's our little um, podcast buddy. <laughs> Uh, very judgmental though, isn't she? She doesn't do much work. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She just kind of sleeps and asks for treats off. She expects us to carry the load. Yes, definitely. <laughs> one day she'll do one on her own. Uh, Nobles et al. argues that age must be understood to conclude the kinds of people who are most at risk of experiencing and committing stalking as well. And that's nice to hear because mm. I think it's important that we also look from the perpetrator's perspective, as I said before, to understand mm. why this is happening. Because nobody wakes up one day and decides, I'm going to be a stalker. Yeah. Obviously, it comes from somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not just, and also the interesting thing, it's not just physical and mental health that's affected. Stalking can cause personal relationships, marriages, family ties, and friendships to break down. Female victims may feel that people are untrustworthy and that they will subject them to similar experiences others have. Stalking can also aggravate existing illnesses, causing physical and psychological health problems. It can make victims seek alternative means of controlling their anxiety and pain, such as alcohol, substance misuse, and sex. On the effects of sorry, I couldn't read the word then. <laughs> on the effects of stalking, Sheridan et al. 2001 identifies that stalking can create overwhelming effects on the victim's physical and psychological well-being and existence. Most educators have shown that stalking cases upsurges in dread, suspicion of others, relentless sickness, headaches, exasperation of other medical conditions, and substance misuse. Mm, that's quite um, eye-opening. It's quite harrowing as well, isn't it? Mm. It's quite harrowing. Stalking can financially impact female victims. Through the stress generated from being stalked, many victims change dresses, jobs, and require psychiatric help. Path and Mullen, 1997, suggests that stalking calls victims to require counselling, lose time at work, change jobs and addresses. Female victims then begin to lose income through stalking. The legal costs of pursuing cases against their perpetrators can take a financial strain. Mm -hmm. Brewster, 1999, cross-examined 187 from the US. I know where this is all, but I'll still say it. Who had recently become the victims of stalking by previous associates and discovered that the financial costs had been experienced by 80% of stalking victim samples. The calculations loss fluctuated from a minimal cost of 100,000 US dollars equivalent about 50,000 UK pounds with an average of 1,000 US dollars a general estimation of financial costs of stalking has been delivered as up to 342 million US dollars a year oh good lord this estimation highlights how much stalking has cost US female victims who were victims of stalking and shows the effects it has on lives and also that does also pertain to other genders as well I'm not just mm. saying that about women as well but this is a study specifically done for women sure the idea of being stalked can cause anxiety for females who have not been victims of stalking as well so people who haven't been stalked also have a fear of stalking mm. understandably Sheridan and Linden 2010 expressed there is superior stages of terror often related with feeling out of control this would be anticipated to end in great negative ramifications to women over time as opposed to male victims men and women generally have different outlooks upon fear of crime they add that women have a greater fear of being victims of crime as opposed to men which is 
extremely mm. understandable. This adds an added anxiety as an important forecaster of negative social, physical, psychological, and economic effects for the female victim. Mm. Bannister 1997 further identifies that men are often fearful of being assaulted, whereas women mostly common, commonly fear sexual assault. The media portrays stalking and those who stalk negatively, causing women to fear for their safety. Actually, experiencing stalking is different to having a fear of being stalked. However, the fear of being stalked is reject is distressing. Many people will not leave their homes and struggle to go about their daily lives. I actually do heavily relate to that, Craig, because I think that's one of my worst fears is being stalked. Okay. You know, I think, I don't, I don't know if you agree with this, but that idea of not knowing if somebody's watching, not knowing if somebody's in your house, not knowing what's going on, mm. that fear of being attacked. Yeah. That must be absolutely terrifying on a daily basis. It makes you feel powerless. I think it makes me feel unwell. Unwell. You know, yeah. but powerless also. Yeah. I don't know what you feel about that. Is that something you've um, about yourself? I I don't know. The, I think back to being a child and, and always being worried mm. that somebody else was in the house. That's interesting. Or somebody it? was underneath the bed. Mm. You know, like... A, that was violating, isn't it? Yeah, and it's... it's, it's uh, especially at night time. Like... I don't know whether you, as a child, if you went up the stairs and it was dark, mm. you were like, oh my God, something's going to get me. Mm. Like when you have your foot out of the bed and you think someone's going to grab your foot, isn't it? That's yeah. another almost kind of example of that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, that idea of not always being totally alone. Mm. And um, in control as well, isn't it? Because yeah. we're out of control in those situations as well. But mm. yeah, definitely. We're at the end now of this. So documentaries and television series on stalking behaviour fuel women's speculation that they are in danger through sensationalism, which is important to remember as well because the media do sensationalise <sighs> Do. Do. Chermak 1994 argues that a high proportion of serious offences, including rape, murder and sexual assault, are carried out by the individuals known to the victim. These offences are a notable pattern of victimisation in some socio-economic groups and geographical locations. However, the media insists on seeing these crimes as pointless random and unpredictable. They believe that they are ready to strike at anyone at any time. Suthill and Walby 1991 argue that dialogue exists by the media concerning crime prevention and personal safety. It does not relate to offences committed by strangers, by, sorry, by strangers, the promotion of stereotypes and dangerous criminals are portrayed to strike indiscriminately. So what that shows is that the media portray stalking in similar crimes as things that will happen at random, out of the blue, for absolutely no reason, which of course can occur, but it's unlikely for that to happen. Yeah, you know. I, um, I take your point, I agree. Mm. So on to legislation now. The Home Office, 2014, there is further up-to-date information, and, and of course we'll be doing a part two for this one, yes. and I'll update the legislation. In 2014, they argued that stalking was inter interpreted as an awful crime that ruins victims' lives. Section 29 of the Call to End Violence Against Women and Girls Action Plan 2013 states that the Home Office will continue to raise awareness of stalking to improve professional responses. The Home Office 2013, page 23, if anybody's interested. Um, this shows that stalking is now being taken as a serious crime and that the Home Office are now taking steps to ensure that stalkers are captured. Section 93 of the Call to End Violence Against Girls and Women Action Plan 2013 states that the Home Office will continue to monitor implementation of new stalking offences. Home Office 2013, page 43. And this suggests that the Home Office will continue to look at the Protection of Freedoms Act 2012 to ensure the new measures will be put in place to prevent stalking and make sure that they're being enforced um, and I think I mentioned a few moments ago the uh, stalking protection order yes you did in yes, you did. 2019 and it's good that they're doing that it is it is it's very long overdue yes the protection of harassment act 
1997 was the first legislation established to counteract stalking. The Act created two criminal forms of harassment, initially presented to tackle stalking crimes. However, the Act did not precisely term stalking as a direct crime. Rather, alternatively, they called it a form of harassment. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, stalking is certainly harassing behaviour. But I'd say it stands on its own. You know what I mean? I yeah, think that's quite, I think it's quite, it's quite arrogant of people to historically have been like, oh, you're just being harassed. Well, I, I would say that harassment is a facet of stalking, Craig, but I would say stalking is a very unique crime and harassment is something usually that happens. I mean, it can happen more than once, of course it can, but it's usually a singular event, isn't it? Stalking seems to be persistent, long-winded, yes. emotional turmoil that shows no sign of relenting unless something actively stops it, i.e. Mm. the victim being killed or the perpetrator being arrested. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So the Act instead creates two offences of harassment. These include the following courses of behaviour which result in harassment and placing another person in fear of harm. The Act further explains that it requires a person to be harassed at least twice. Wow. wondering how they came up with that. I mean, the only thing I could think of about that, and I'm, I'm not defending them, is maybe maybe that's how you... Because maybe that's how you differentiate harassment from stalking. Maybe harassment mm. is something that happens once and stalking is more than once. But that, do you think maybe that's yeah. a point or not? Maybe, yeah. But they further go on to say that this has to make victims be fearful that violence will happen, you know. So they have to go through that experience. Twice. I mean, that's absolutely shocking, isn't it? You know, it's kind of like, we can only uh, we can only do this if you actually are in active mm. danger for your life. So a guy can come around and break my windows every week after I've got them replaced and that's not stalking. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, or a person keep coming to my house and shutting the door and, and sending me text messages thousands a day and that's not stalking. You know what I mean? It's kind of ludicrous, isn't it? Mm, yeah. For sure. Section 4, verse 1 of the Protection from Harassment Act 1997 states that a person whose course of conduct causes another to fear at least on two occasions that violence will be used against him or her is guilty of an offence if he or she knows they ought to know that his or her course of conduct will cause the other to fear on each of those occasions. Gosh, that was a wordy, a wordy sentence. Uh, that was from the government legislation in 1997. Uh, it's interesting, even, even though even though we need to, which we're obviously we're going to do, is put them up to date, up to date um, stuff on there. Yeah. It is interesting to look back through them, though, and see that, if I'm honest, Craig, even in the close of 1997, it wasn't being taken seriously. It still was kind of like, oh, we're aware this is happening, but yeah. and, and we're trying to do things, but we're still not putting it at the top of our priorities list. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which is interesting, isn't it, considering yeah. how many people have been murdered by their stalk? Yeah. It's quite, quite concerning, isn't that it? Is it's really took this long, like even now, like 2019. That's nearly, that's over 20 years later. Yeah. Why has that not come out sooner? I mean, you think how many people, particularly women, but obviously people in general, have been murdered in that time yeah. or had their lives ruined? So they further go on to state that examples of stalking behaviours include spying on the individual, following them, imposing forced interaction on them physically and electronically. Oh gosh, that is that's very... That is harrowing. Mm. But that is also like a really, really tight definition. Mm. The Act also allows the victim to be protected by a restraining order if and when the court feels that their well-being is at risk. Section 5, verse 2 of the Protection from Harassment Act 1997 states that the order may, for the purpose of protecting the victim of the offence or of any person mentioned in the order, from further conduct which amounts to harassment or will cause a fear of violence. The Act suggests that breaching this is this restraining order will result in a fine or incarceration for the offender. Despite being the first act to legally thwart stalking and place the protective measures for victims, the Protection from Harassment Act 1997 is not without its flaws, as I believe. <laughs> you say that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Nothing's got many positives, has it, really? <laughs> no, not really. I'd be interested to see if it has now. But um, I, 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 I doubt I mean, it. I mean, we were dissecting it, Craig, in 2014, saying how bad it was. So I can imagine now, yeah. imagine scholars have looked back on it and gone, my goodness, what an absolute joke. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Strickland 2013 previously stated the act was created to predominantly examine harassment and it didn't define stalking in a legal classification but in a form rather than a crown court resulting in stalkers being given a maximum sentence of six months downplaying the seriousness of stalking as a crime preventing justice for the female victim Strickland 2013 continues to argue that 2000 Home Office evaluation of a 1997 act discovered that it was seldom it was seldom used for definitive stalking cases and instead it was used regularly for lower forms of harassment proved by previous partners and neighbours. The act relies heavily on the victim which generates fear for female victims. This act then is problematic in, ter- in the attempt to prosecute stalkers because of the lack of physical evidence resulting in a low conviction rate for stalkers. Which obviously we said before didn't we that it, it, it sadly even to this day conviction rates for stalking behaviour is extremely low and it, it seems to be it seems to be like the case for a lot of crimes obviously of course they're predominantly female related um, but one has to also suggest as well stalking and one thing you make a really good point about Craig even though it is predominantly experienced by females is experienced by all genders yeah. so one worries and this is what I, I was thinking in the back of my mind as a man I would be quite discouraged as a man to report stalking because I'd be frightened of being laughed at because of that toxic masculinity so one wonders are the statistics on stalking on men actually as accurate as we think as, as we discussed on the male rape episode mm. I wonder if it's something different you know. I mean, we'll win, see? Mm. I suppose. Uh, that's all I can say yeah. on that one. <laughs> What's your opinion, though? I, I would say that it definitely is an issue for men, 100%. Mm. I can't personally speak to it ever having been stalked, mm. but I would imagine it is just as traumatic for men as it is for yeah. women, yeah. particularly if the women are playing on men's insecurities. Uh, yeah, definitely, because I suppose I suppose there is something about toxic masculinity and, it, and, it, and it's easy to manipulate men with that, isn't it? Do you know mm. what I mean? It's quite... It's, obviously, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that a woman would ever have power over a man because, obviously, men have been notoriously misogynistic and, and obviously... So this, that's what's created the, the, the imbalance of power within genders. But if a woman in any way did have significant power over a man, it would be to use that toxic masculinity, wouldn't it? Hmm. You know, and what I mean by that is that's not meaning that men are superior to women. What I mean by that is in terms of the societal how men predict, how men and women are seen as unequal yeah. in society. If that makes sense. So to me, a woman always the woman man. Like in my opinion, I'm always I'm always, uh, I'm always defending the women. But society deems otherwise, as, as we know, with gender pay gaps and mm-hmm. low conviction rates for crimes against women, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, you're giving me a lot to think about, Callum. <laughs> oh, I should be thanking you. The Protection of Freedom Act was created in November 2012 and introduced in New. Legislation to combat stalking. The Act rectifies some of the flaws that the 1997 Act, starting with placing stalking within its legislation as in, as an individual crime and not a form of harassment. Section 2A, verse 2 of the Act states that a person's course of conduct amounts to stalking of another person if it amounts to harassment of that person. The Act of Omissions involves or involved are ones associated with stalking and the person whose course of conduct it is known or ought to be known that the course of conduct amounts to harassment of the other person i get their point yeah yeah i think they overemphasized that one didn't they yeah unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately uh 19 year old Callum had to follow suit <laughs> no I, I hear you I hey hear no you. no no i'm open to i'm open to constructive feedback hey no 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 that wasn't you that was a quote from them yeah yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I think most of them bloody government websites. Is that was that from the government? It was, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. Most like, most of, most of them from the government. Terrible. Interestingly, that was relatively new. That as well, it wasn't it? At the time, it wasn't new legislation and stalking as well. Yeah. The Act gives different examples of what constitutes stalking behaviour. For example, verse three of the Act identifies stalking behaviours as harassing an individual through electronic devices, following continuing obsession of contacting the person, spying on the individual, and interfering with another's property. This act allows stalking crimes to be taken more seriously, with crimes being handled through the Crown Courts as opposed to Magistrate Courts. It warrants that those who commit stalking crimes are also sentenced to prison in terms of up to five years. This increases the amount of time the stalker gets as opposed to the 1997 Act, where an individual uh, received a minimum of five months. Section 2A verse 5 of the Act suggests that those convicted of in- indictment <laughs> the, the indictment of stalking are to receive a maximum of five years in prison, a fine for both or a fine for both, mm-hmm. so interestingly the potential long term consequences of the act are that partner and relational stalking is still not taken seriously as stranger stalking by police. With partner stalking, the criminal justice system seem to believe that the interpersonal relationships of the female victim is intentional provoked. Wow. Not misogynistic at all, is it? Um, Not victim blame at all there, is it, Craig? Wow. I have have many problems with this. So although the 2012 Act didn't make a leeway with stalking crimes, it appears that there's still a long way to go to change attitudes towards stalking. As we've previously mentioned, the this may have changed, by the way, dear listener, this next bit, because obviously they we're talking in the 20, 2012, but, but we will update with the um, statistics either in a later episode or um, we will post them within the link, won't we, Craig, if we yes, depend on what we decide at the end of this one. We will. It's a maximum sentence of five years and it comes under scrutiny. Corinne, 2012, argues that what is uncertain is that there's a maximum consequence about the safety of loved ones and this is not replicated in the sentence that can be about safe and that can be enforced. Debatedly, the distress generated is strong as the victim of robbery or death threats. Both of these crimes warrant stricter penalties. Again, like the stalked, causing them distress or further persecution. Finding it slightly difficult to Mm, digest that. Absolutely. Although stalking is legally defined, it still doesn't have its own definition. And stalking, therefore, is intentionally left indeterminate. And on a non-exclusive list of instances of stalking behaviour included in the the 2012 Act in itself. Gosh. Right. Wow. The interests of the female victim have not been fully addressed in ensuring forms of stalking legislation, although the 2012 Act legally defined stalking amid an understanding of stalking behaviour and its effects on female victims, a legal definition enforcing more punishments for stalkers, but as the 1997 Act versus the 2012 Act require that females prove they are being stalked. I feel a bit uneasy about Me that. Me too, mate. Absolutely. It, it's Again, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's that misogynism. Like, what what proof would they accept? Like, I mean, what what do you want? Isn't it? It's almost like kind of. Do you want a picture? Do you want do you want do you want me to actively have bruises on my body? Do you want me to show you them breaking into my house? It's like I shouldn't have to justify. I mean, I, I can understand the way because obviously somebody could accuse anybody of doing things, but at the same time, a person should not have to justify for feeling the way that they are, should they? Mm. Or or for their experiences. And the requirement of 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 ga- gaining proof or evidence 
of stalking would suggest that it puts the female victim in danger of physical and emotional sexual violence while trying to gain that proof. And this is a severe negligence of women's well-being and it's beneficial for the police to provide specially trained officers in stalking like within rape or sexual assault to support female victims. The act has not influenced the C uh, the Crown Justice Service, CJS, yes, that's the one. enough to take relational stalking seriously. It is essential therefore that all forms of stalking are taken seriously to safeguard female victims. The 2012 Act was a step in the right direction but there's still a long way to go as we're still experiencing in 2022 yes okay so famous uk stalking cases are the murder of sharna grice in 2015 she was killed by a boyfriend i believe and the one i was studying criminology which i mentioned before was the murder of claire banal have you heard of her before i haven't she was killed by her partner who split up with her i think she was with him for about a month and he was quite controlling ironically Mm -hmm. uh he showed up at her place of work after stalking her and blew her up with a shotgun Um, and that was one of the reasons why there was a big um, shift in stalking legislation because of one of how big and predominant it was in the media and people finally realised okay this isn't going to work anymore still though as you've seen by 2019 it's still not moving fast no. uh, so I'll, I, I gave you I'll send you the documentary on Claire and now we can have a look at it oh please do uh, it's very interesting very uh, extremely tragic and we'll put link loves it loves and prayers to her family because mm. I can't imagine what we went through but I think it's important that awareness support to it obviously celebrities famously stalked as well. People such as Catherine Zeta-Jones, Selena Gomez, Sandra Bullock, Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber, spelled here as Bieber, have all experienced stalking. This is just a small percentage of celebrities who have experienced stalking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe there's a, there was a killing of a, a girl, a female actress by a stalker as well. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but if I remember, I'll, I'll mention it to you, Craig. And maybe we can put it on the, on the list. Yeah. Um, Stalking in popular culture documentaries, Stalked, Murder in Slow Motion is a popular documentary series. Stalk Somebody is Watching is another one um, that highlight real-life cases of people being stalked. Um, films and books, uh, Stephen King's Misery, which is one of my favourite books. Oh, that book. The idea of stalking. Cape Fear, which is one of my favourite films. The remake's also really good that came out in the 90s with uh, Robert De Niro, brilliant film. Uh, when a Stranger Calls, Fatal Attraction, another famous one with, with the... That's where the term, obviously, it's very offensive to women, but the term, and I'm using this in virtual commas, Bunny Boiler came mm. from. Um, you, which is a Netflix yeah. drama, which I'm sure you've heard of that. And one that you made me watch this year, actually. I did, yes, I did. The Invisible Man. Oh, yes, The Invisible Man, yes, that's another fantastic example. That's mm. a brilliant film, which I think terrified you, didn't it? Yeah. So I apologise. I, apologize. I, right. I mean, are you really sorry? <laughs> no, not, not, not even remotely. Not even remotely. But yeah. That's, I'll just get to this last bit we're at the end now. It's, um... Um, so, also, just to, before we think, you, um, some causes of stalking, just to just to relay, is mental illness, which is most common, I think, prejudice, relationship breakdowns, poor attachment styles and boundaries, and feeling wronged by another party, which I believe we, we established before with the revenge stalking. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to speak about this very quickly because it's something you've put in here, Craig, I believe. I've just um, put links. Yes, yeah, so there's links to stalking harassment, the current one in the Crown Prosecution Service, um, stalking protection orders, which you mentioned before. There's also the People, Population and Community Act, I believe that is, Craig, 2022. I don't know if it's an act or it's just something. Oh, no, it's, it, that's the statistics we're going to put in the link. Yeah. Um, stalking protection orders were introduced in January 2020 to police forces in England and Wales, they are civil orders which aim to protect the victims as well. And it is a criminal offence to breach the terms of order to 
Police apply to magistrates for an order, which usually remains in place for two years as well. Uh, male stalking victim. These are some updating things. People don't take you seriously, which is the BBC. We're going to put all these in the links as well, aren't we, Craig? Mm-hmm. Ten creepiest real-life encounters of female stalkers, which is from Listverse. What type of women stalks men? Psychologist in the United Kingdom. Transgender Twitch star claims she moved out of home after being stalked and harassed, and that's by the Daily Mail. Craig, I really wish you wouldn't use the Daily Mail, but it's also relevant because I absolutely hate that right-wing pile of garbage. That's all right. I forgive you. At least they're highlighting with, um, issues with transgender people, which is quite nice. Because yeah. That's a change. And we've got all the references here as well, which Craig and myself will put in the description as well. But yeah, really interesting um, episode that, Craig. Any final thoughts? Where do, what do you think? Where do you feel like we go with this? Clearly, there is work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say just be aware that your behaviour impacts others. Mm. Just be aware. And also be, like, mindful that the world doesn't revolve around getting your needs fulfilled. Mm. And I don't mean you, Calvin. No. <laughs> I just mean yeah. you, Calvin, as in... Calvin, the full-fledged narcissist. In general, as, like, you, the yeah. stalker. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, completely, I completely... And he doesn't mean the Netflix series, you either. Um, I don't. Just, just, just off <laughs> that I think my final reflections, Craig, would be if you know somebody who's been stalked or if somebody tells you are, take them very seriously. Just go yeah. through the emergency services because you might genuinely save a life. Trust them. Yeah, trust yeah. them and protect them at all costs. And also protect yourself as well because, you know, if you are being stalked, I know it sounds hard with what we've put out there, but do seek help. There are people who will listen I did, I believe. I don't know if they're there though, Craig. I believe I put some support lines for them, but we will put we will put them in place. Yeah, um, there is definitely a support line. There's, there's a lot. Uh, the National Stalking Helpline is one of That's them. That's the one. You can find us by Googling National Stalking Helpline. There are a few others as well, uh, which we'll put in the link as well. Um, yeah. But yes, please reach out, get help. There are places who do specialise in stalking. You do not actually have to go to the police yourself. They will help you create the case yourself and support you. Yeah. God, I feel, I feel a bit discombobulated after that. I feel quite heavy after that, too. Yeah. It's weird revisiting all that, but also it quite saddens me to see that we're still, even though there's some progress we made, it's extremely minimal. Do you know what I mean? It feels like one step forward and two steps back. Yeah. Like a really bad game of Monopoly. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, yeah. to everybody out there, you know, please reach out and get help and do take on the seriously. And uh, we know this time of year can be really hard for everybody, so please keep yourself safe over Christmas. And have a Christmas, however that works for you. Yeah. Whether it's a merry one, a happy one, or a reflect. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you in the new year.